Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host for once, Ash Millman. By, hello, hello. Joined by uh, Ewan Patterson. Hello. And by uh, Josh Brandt. Hello. And today we're here to talk about podcastly things in the form of video game movies. And we're going to kind of angle this around how uh, should we give up on video game movies? Have they really had their run? And I'm going to start this off by asking you what you think of when you think of a video game movie. Bad darkness. The, the void, total despair, mostly Resident Evil, right? Oh, because yeah. although those um, movies are kind of like objectively bad and adapt the source material in the worst way possible, they're kind of fun. Mm-hmm. And I think they're some of the best adaptations we've had. And that's the bar. That's the bar. A series that hates the source material is not a good set of movies, but is kind of fun. So, I mean, if that's, you know, the peak of the crop... Mm. Jeez. Wow. Yeah, to me, video game movies kind of like, I just think they're cursed. I don't know what it is. When a really good example of this is Assassin's Creed, when they announced that film being directed by the guy who directed the, uh, was it 2016 Macbeth Macbeth, movie? Yeah. With uh, Michael Fassbender, and he got Michael Fassbender back and um, had a film with like him in, Jeremy Irons. They were doing what I wanted to see in the Assassin's Creed movie do, which was not adapt any of the specific games, but actually go out and tell its own story in that, you know, they did all the things, they did it all right. They had on the, on the blueprints, they had it all down right, and yet the film itself was still really bad somehow. And, I just, and that was the moment where I was just kind of like, should I stop? Should I just stop trying? Because clearly there is nothing unique about video games that prohibits them from being mm. ad- ad- adapted into this different medium. There is no, it's not like the same thing with comics as well. Each video games and comics are quite similar in the way that they both have very unique ways that they tell their stories. Video yeah. games, you know, level-based action, different kind of puzzles and stuff. Comics, you know, the, the nine-panel layout and whatever. And, like, it's just weird that in the past both have kind of struggled. But then, obviously, comics now, biggest movie franchise on the planet is the yep. MCU. Yeah. There is no reason why a Halo or, like, a God of War couldn't be the same thing for video games. And I think it's because directors are too obsessed with gamifying their movies. Yes. Mm. This is... I have an issue with this as well, which I think you've got some good quotes for this, Ash. But my problem with some movies in the past the most recent Tomb Raider film for example that tried to have its cake and eat it too it wanted to be this you know authentic um, retelling of the actual 2013 video game and it had the iconography and some of the characters and some of the plot elements but then also tried to inject um, sort of its new story story into yeah. it its new characters and it just didn't mesh it, you, they were trying to serve gamers or whatever and gamify it but then also, also try to tell a Hollywood story and it didn't work and I feel yeah. like that's what we've seen 
in the history of like these adaptations. This weird mesh of the two styles that doesn't work. And you can go one way or the other. You can completely rip out the uh, the foundation entirely and go your new way. But then people kick off, or you can try to be too close to the source material, which for me is a is a big no no because I think yeah. if you're going to stick entirely to the foundation that's already there, what's the point? What are you bringing to the table? You're inevitably going to make a lesser version of what already exists, especially if it's something like Uncharted or a game that is actually really yeah. good to start with. Like, why do we need two versions of the same story? Yeah, oh yeah. The one that always comes to mind for me for uh, video game movies is obviously the Super Mario Brothers oh, movie. That, brothers. That old gem. And uh, then you've got Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter and all that sort of thing, which just try and take something that's really basic and then flesh it out into a story, which you'd think would be the way to approach it, is to take something that is what it is and then make a narrative around it. But it doesn't always work out like that. And we end up with lots of bad examples. Now, we're obviously framing this because there's loads of video game movies that are coming out and we've got a really full slate of things that are coming, which I'm going to talk about later. Um, so for what it's worth, what are your like favourite video game movies and what do they do right, would you say? And do they do anything right? Like- <laughs> well, you again, like it's always like faint praise. Like I've just, mm-hmm. uh, you know talked bad about Tomb Raider but that was it was a decent enough action film and had some good ideas it was well choreographed it was well shot like I said Resident Evil is big dumb fun you mentioned Mortal Kombat which I think you know is perhaps a lot of people's favourite video game movie I think there have been some decent efforts in the past and those are movies I would watch again oddly enough I've seen Resident Evil Apocalypse about 30 times I don't doubt it a ridiculous amount probably more than Ben Roy has and Ben Roy (laughs) spends his entire life watching them Uh, so those are like some of the ones that stand out to me yeah. I like the experiments like Assassin's Creed like mm. you said you and even though they don't that was terrible. pay off it was terrible that was, what do you mean you like it it was bad I like was. it as an experiment I don't like it as a movie is what I'm trying it. to say Jesus you know what I'll, I'm going to take this mic and I'm going to go home <laughs> Good. I don't even have any guilty pleasure video game movies I think the really? thing though I genuinely don't I think I can I can look at a piece of ham like Doom and mm. go look at that piece of ham wow isn't, a pe- isn't that a piece <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not going to enjoy it. Whereas I actually think there are certain video game adaptations like the Castlevania series on Netflix, which is really good. And also some of the stuff Microsoft did with Halo. Um, the Halo Infinite stuff. I think it was Halo Infinite or something. I can't it remember. It was uh, Halo was oh, Until oh, Dawn. Ready Before Dawn or something like that. Un- un- something like that. The, the Halo series that got put, put on Netflix yeah. were actually pretty decent. They weren't amazing, but they actually were competent and they, they knew how to work the yeah. Halo mythos into live action and it adapted itself very well I mean we'll remember like the Halo trailers for ODST and, and Reach and stuff they were all live action and they all had everyone thinking wow why did uh, Peter Jackson's like film ever collapse and I think Neil Blomkamp did a thing as yeah. well yeah. and yeah. like those that's one of the things that always stick out to me is those little trailers for like the Halo games I was like those are the perfect proof of concept for making that work in a film so I guess I have favourite video game adaptations but nothing to the degree where I could be like this is my favorite adaptation of like a, a game or a comedy. You know, yeah, or sorry to snatch the mic back, but you just sort of inspired something there. You and like w- exactly what you said there. Those short films. There was a great Nathan Fillion Uncharted oh, short crap, film yeah. that came out. Um, I think it was last year. Mm-hmm. I think me and Scott did a video on it. And then there was also the Mortal Kombat web series that mm-hmm. was going to be made into a movie, but then it never panned out. I thought those were really great, perhaps because it's a video game adaptation like that that is really faithful, or at least inspired heavily by the source material, and doesn't have to have like a Hollywood narrative or whatever. It works better in sort of like those webby swords or those fan films or like that shorter format I think it gives them more freedom and more scope to sort of condense everything that made the video games good into a shorter period rather than trying to make a new franchise or make yeah. a two hour movie because Ubisoft did the same when Ghost Recon Future Soldier came up they had their own little kind of Ghost Recon film there and again excellent proof of concept for what you could do with that franchise so it's one of those things where it's like
like the components are there. They've teased the good components, but then somehow when it all comes together, <laughs> the pieces get mishmashed, and then suddenly, you know, you've got Resident Evil just uh, the silent. Oh no, it's Number bad. 25. Don't you talk about this? Sir. Well, for me, I think there is. Um, <laughs> I think there is such thing as a good video game movie because tell me doom exists no, um, no. <laughs> i really like doom um but i think things that have come out recently are doing it a lot better than the past and obviously when we think of video game movies there is final fantasy of spirits within there is assassin's creed there is alone in the dark there is super mario brothers and we've just got to think oh wow they were experiments yes mm. but then they birth things like like tomb raider and cradle of life and that sort of thing i really like the laura croft um what a, not Laura Croft, the woman who plays Angelina, Angelina Jolie. Jolie. Thank you, thank Obscure you. Obscure niche independent actress, <laughs> Angelina exactly. Jolie. Uh, I, I really like those ones, but I think things like Warcraft um, actually harness the genre really well because mm. they're just big, dumb, for, and Rampage as well. Rampage is like peak. I have not seen that. I've not seen Rampage really, either. It's ridiculous. It's actually just a ludicrous B-movie, but mm. the way that it captures its own sense of fun and what a game is, which mm. is just this big experience of bashing up giant like monkey attack versus croco man like all that sort of thing it's ridiculous like it's not like a, a, it, it doesn't focus itself on being a good film as much as it does focus itself on being a good experience and yeah. I think that's the key difference between uh, games and films for me yeah I was going to mention actually Ready Player One I've not seen yeah. it but I know that that is a game about pop culture in general but it also is a film not a game it's a film about pop culture it's also a film about games in a way as well mm. and we kind of see that like Rampage is almost a film about the game rather than the game as the film and I'm wondering if maybe we could get more meta elements like that coming through like Scott Pilgrim for instance that's based on a comic book by Brian Lee yeah. O'Malley but it borrows loads of video game elements in it and it's kind of the best the most fondly remembered video game stuff I remember in live action is when it gets referenced and when things kind of base their concepts around games in a way rather than when they just use it as everything and they feel as though they have to include this segment and this segment and the bit where this yeah. thing happens and when that happens and yeah, yeah there are lots of great movies like you just mentioned there that use the mechanics of video mm. games to tell like a new interesting story like whatever what's it like what's that Tom Cruise movie even called now Edge of Tomorrow Live Die Repeat oh, it's live, got yeah. like five different <laughs> names it's wonderful. but it's, so it's fantastic really really good and it uses that sort of idea of respawning in or like living uh, different lives and it's, it's very indebted to Groundhog Day but it's so yeah. intrinsically tied to the mechanics of gameplay and video games as well and I think that movie is awesome the ones you mentioned that Ewan are also really good and experimental and do more for video game movies than the actual proper official video game adaptations mm. Mm. and the best one of them all which I say best to last <laughs> Detective Pikachu because that's actually actually great I actually haven't seen it actually actually great I haven't seen that I feel like I missed all the best it? movies oh, oh my haven't. god but Detective Pikachu is actually uh, I would say like just a class film like full stop and that, that's based from a bunch of video games and just taken that IP and turned it into something that fits a film is wonderful and it feels like you're actually in Pokemon land like, yeah. with all the little Pokemons running around they're really furry and weird looking but you just want to touch them all and be like oh hey but yeah I think the way that they captured a, a world and then put a story in the world is another way of doing it yeah I was totally about to say I think there are certain video games that have worlds that lend themselves well to live action format Assassin's Creed should have been one of them because yeah. it has so many different aspects of it it's literally history as their playground they can do anything with that Halo is another great example because it's this entire sci-fi concept Mass Effect would be great as well oh, I would, could you imagine a Ma oh, an Elder Scrolls film I don't like, oh. this is the thing, like I think maybe what video game what these production companies need to focus on 
are the best video game worlds and whether they can sustain franchises within them which is why I kind of look at what Ubisoft is doing with the Tom Clancy stuff right now I kind of just like a, eh, yeah because eh? Tom Clancy games are, are good they all have like an interlinked history but the division can you see getting much out of just that post-apocalyptic thing kind of thing whereas with Pokemon you've got loads of stuff there it's possibly like you know endless in what they can pull from to make that in a film and like you said it's not like a case of like they're doing you know you play as Red or you play like you're, you're following Red or Ash you're yeah. not trying to like readapt like the game the, the story of the first games it's its own story within that yeah. world so maybe that's how we get a good video game well this movie. is this is what I keep going backwards backwards and forwards on because you mentioned earlier that like uh, the MCU is now like the biggest sort of superhero movies in general are the biggest cultural touchstone my words are not coming out biggest cultural touchstone like the biggest phenomenon in the movie industry at the minute and there's no reason video games can't be the same video game adaptations like they are so popular they make so much money there's no reason that shouldn't translate but I wonder if there's just sort of a divide in what we want as audiences from these films like I'm sure a lot of people go into a video game adaptation wanting it to be like faithful and then picking it apart because it didn't include X, Y and Z but then at the same time I don't think the MCU especially became successful because it was doing that with the comics they were a lot in a lot of the cases they were very faithful to the characters in comics but it didn't succeed because it was catering to an already inbuilt audience like the MCU is successful not only because everyone enjoys those characters and because people who love comics go to, go to see those movies mm. it's fundamentally successful because it drew in an extra crowd who made them enjoy those uh, same experiences. This is also the thing as well because there are different influences that went into comics which are then it's almost like a self-referential cycle so so much of comics during the Bronze Age and then later the Dark Age and the Modern Age was all kind of came from there were certain aspects of film that influenced that and then obviously then you have comics influencing film and it's a case of art imitating art and video games is a weird one because so many aspects of video game stories now the real like proper character driven dramas that we love from the medium they're very cinematic already yeah. so and, and because they're so photorealistic on occasion it's a mm-hmm. case of like well I, how do you reimagine this in live action you know we've already seen it in video games we've already spent uh, dozens more hours with these characters in a game than we will in a film how do you necessarily translate that same impact of emotion I know comics go on for years and years and years and they condense loads of different storylines into like different stories and stuff but for me video games it's almost like the mediums are almost might might just be a little bit too similar in the sense that if you're going to adapt something faithfully you've already seen that in a gorgeously rendered cutscene or you've already seen it over the course of 18 or so hours in The Last of Us or Uncharted or whatever well uh, Uncharted especially I think is a good Mm. one because obviously that's that um, is slated but it's been slated for a while to come out at the end of next year yeah when that was first announced to star Tom Holland as a young Nathan Drake, I think I yeah. and a lot of other people sort of went, oh, no, this is not what I, I was want. like, good, like, Tom Holland, man. This is the thing, now I've come around on it, because mm-hmm. I think if you did just try to get Nathan Fillion or someone else to do um, uh, Nolan North's Drake, I forgot that yes, right? Yes, yes. God, I, th- I thought I was going to get this. There's only two, there's only Troy Baker and yeah. Nolan North, now <laughs> yeah. to look further. <laughs> but I think if you try to just do an adult Nate in the same way, you just open up to people either accusing it of being a pale imitation of not what they wanted, whereas if you get Tom Holland, you can take the ethos and spirit of what Nathan, what made Nathan Drake so charming and uh, followable in the games, but then put it onto someone new in a context they haven't seen, and then you won't be constantly drawing the comparisons because they're essentially two different characters embodying the same. And also not Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> and also, it was like ten years ago, Mark Wahlberg yep. was nearly Nathan Drake. So Tom Holland, yeah. Mark Wahlberg, you know, just yeah. yeah. So <laughs> all, all I'm saying is, in that version of Uncharted, Bobby De Niro was Scully. <laughs> Scully. So Bobby. there you go. Oh, so you you guys would say that you for video game movies for you, they only work if they take not characters that you're familiar with, or. 
I didn't word that very well. No, I, I definitely see what you mean, though. It's yeah. like a case of like I would rather see a video game movie come from a video game world, but then tell its own story. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's I, I could definitely see the value in adapting something maybe a little bit more beat for beat, how we've seen with the MCU to a degree. But definitely, I would like to see more stuff that fleshes out these worlds because video games more than most have the most expansive mythologies and yeah. I think that that really lends itself to you know intermedium exploration yeah. yeah I think it's exactly what you said about games being so cinematic now when you've got stuff like what Naughty Dog make it's just there's already a great cinematic version on like animated cinematic version on like a game you can play you can explore these characters for longer you can make deeper connections to them like The Last of Us movie is in production right now and I love The Last mm. of Us game but I don't know it, on, on the surface, you think, okay, that's so cinematic, it would lend itself well to a Hollywood adaptation, but that might be, you know, a fault in a way, because mm. you're just trying to replicate what was already there in a more condensed timeline with actors that you're no longer attached to and yeah. versions by, by someone else. So it's sort of like, yes, on paper, it seems like an easy fit, but that raises so many problems when you try to either tell that story in a different way or attract the fans who were invested in the first place. Yeah, the only, uh, the only reason um, The Last of Us... The only reason The Last of Us works so well is because it has this whole 20, 30-hour storyline that you're invested in and wandering around in and, and all this sort of thing. Um, taking that away and trying to squash it into two hours, you're not going to get, like, the giraffe moment. You're no. not going to get, like, the emotional impact of what this means to these characters and how they have struggled and persevered against all these outer forces that have pushed against them the whole time. It's like, you can show him running through some snow being like, oh, God, that was difficult. Well, it's not quite the same as doing eight hours of trekking. Like. Definitely. I think as, as video games get longer, which even games like The Last of Us are longer than what they used to be, that's not a simple eight-hour experience. I think they become more episodic in how they tell the stories, which then becomes harder to translate into a movie, yeah. which is trying to thread one cohesive line. It would just be anticlimactic. Like you mm. go and, like you said, with The Last of Us, you toil with Joel and Ellie for God knows how long, mm. and then you take that through the thing, and it's the experience is almost being robbed of its agency because you're no longer in control control this journey you're kind of being put as an observer and you're going through it that you don't talk, you're not as invested and that's not me saying that video games are inherently is a better medium for storytelling i'm just saying that having something that starts out in a video game first is automatically going to make it seem a little bit less um, yeah. impactful on the screen yeah. because it's a completely different way that you're investing in these characters and the same goes for comics to a degree so yeah, yeah. introducing wondersuite from bluehost.com Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. 
That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Well, I agree. One of my one of the most impactful moments in The Last of Us for me is when you are rescuing Ellie at the end and you come, you burst in when she's on the table and she's about to undergo surgery and you've got all of the doctors there. I think one of them um, sticks you up with a knife yeah. and you, in, in that moment, you sort of expect a choice or something. You expect to either be able to sort of just pick Ellie up and sort of, you know, pie off these unarmed kind of like civilians more or less. But then the game forces you to kill them. Mm. It forces you to walk up to that guy and either stab him or just shoot everyone. I know Scott whipped out his flamethrower and burnt them all. <laughs> Alive. That's the most Scott thing. It is the most Scott thing. He's going to sue me for that. (laughs) (laughs) But for me, that moment of having to partake in the anarchy of it, like, really put me in Joel's shoes and made shoes. Joel's shoes. Joel's shoes. It made me, uh, made it more impactful in a way that I don't think you would get if you just saw that play out passively on the big screen. Yeah, Mm. there's a big difference between the way that video games are framed as well with first person and third person. First person and third person narratives um, and the investment you get from that. So like, uh, I, I know Doom did it with a first person shooter thing, but that obviously did not pay off so well. First person movies don't really exist. Was not that really bad one? What was it called? <laughs> was it? it was it was it called really, Hardcore it Henry. Really good. <laughs> and it was really good. Oh, like, okay. I'll have you know. You actually it was liked a lot Hardcore of fun. Henry. I think, I think it was because it was called Hardcore Henry that I didn't go watch it. <laughs> you know what? That was actually really inventive considering we were just talking about uh, movies that do the video game thing <laughs> better than actual video game adaptations. Hardcore Henry is so... Ewan's dying. Hardcore <laughs> Henry is <laughs> brilliant. Right. I got to my Killed by Henry himself. I, I would recommend watching that because it starts off and you just sort of think I know exactly what this is going to be. I know the gimmick it's trying to capitalize on but it's really inventive and it goes to some absolutely crazy places and I would recommend it oh well excellent the uh, the next point I have about um, that's sorry that was probably like ah excellent next <laughs> next <laughs> <laughs> thank <laughs> you next good old job uh, right so the next thing that I wanted to talk about is uh, whether you take films seriously coming as like a video something that I read was um, that people don't really take video game adaptations as seriously when they see their movies because of their like uh, in Embezzlement <laughs> because their investment in the video. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm stuck with this. Uh, because of their like birth from the video game genre, them coming to film, people don't take them as seriously, and then the films don't take themselves as seriously or take themselves far too seriously in, a, in order to try and assert themselves as something cinematically re- relevant. And then you end up with films like. Sonic, <laughs> where yeah. it's like it's gone, but, but also it somehow managed to go both ways, where it's both too serious and not serious <laughs> enough in what it's trying to capture. Yeah, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy in a way, because inherently you have the idea of video games being a kind of devalued as a pastime, as just mm. being like a bunch of people in their bedrooms yelling at each other on, over the internet, mm-hmm. and then you have you know the video game genre having been represented so poorly in film in the first place. So it's kind of just like yeah, it just keeps on perpetuating. Sonic's a curious case because yeah. it seems. It seems like they're trying to do the de- Detective Pikachu thing with it again. And, you know, we have like a... I know Sonic has always taught and we've had loads of different Sonic adaptations in the past that you had the Sonic X cartoon, the beloved Sonic X cartoon from the early 2000s. And you have that kind of thing. But leaning in on the meme qualities of Sonic mm. is very, very weird. It's almost as if the man has like <laughs> learned of our fun yeah. and is now using the fun to, to line his own pockets, which is very weird. It's like watching watching that play out. It's like a really weird just, okay, well, we've seen Sonic be serious and, and fall in love with a human like woman before, which is very, very weird. Let's not try that again. We've had classic Sonic. We can't seem to get the mainstream interested in that. So let's try and put them all together and have a Ryan Reynolds-esque Sonic in the main seat and also we've got Jim Carrey back from the <laughs> 90s and this, this really uh, <laughs> Meow? 
No, it's an interesting question. I don't know what they can really do. I mean, mm. I, comics, again, had probably the same problem where I think for a long time, even after some successes, a lot of people didn't take them seriously. So we had films like Catwoman happen and, you know, Jules Schumacher's... I love that Catwoman Batman. film. Of course you do, actually. I love it. That makes I love so it. much sense. I had the video game of that. Like, oh, it's really bad. Both are really I bad. I loved the video game. I was like, woohoo, Halle What Berry. is wrong? This, no, this entire podcast, you've you profess your love for Doom, yes, the movie. I love Doom. And now Halle Berry's Catwoman. The yeah, film was about the bad cosmetics turning people indestructible and then there was like, no, we must stop people becoming... In- Why is a good thing? <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember... The point I had now has been derailed. It's been <laughs> by Patience yeah. Phillips. Catwoman's good. Catwoman's good. That's all um, I'm saying. All right, Catwoman's good. But also, I think we need some kind of moment where audiences can like try to take them, them seriously. Like, yeah. not even necessarily like do a Dark Knight and make a super gritty, yeah. super mm-hmm. realistic sort of video game. Maybe <clears> just sort of deliver something that is of a high quality that appeals to both gamers and non-gamers alike and that sort of cements them as a proper mm-hmm. subgenre rather than just sort of gimmick or a meme. That's the thing is because, you know, we always talk about the comic book movie genre. It's not a genre. It's, mm. it's, it's Superheroes themselves are a genre, but there are different genres that then go on to influence that. And video games are no different. Like you look at something like Captain America, The Winter Soldier, that pull, pools from like 70s conspiracy thrillers and just general just like suspense action crime films in general. And video games are no different. You have something like Max Payne that's, that, te- that takes so much from the fields of noir. And I feel as though maybe the problem is maybe like producers are looking at video games as a genre and not looking at them and all the different influences that then feed into them which again is kind of what comics had at the start of the 2000s I think Sam Raimi did an excellent adaptation of Spider-Man which really pulled from the uh, kind of the Silver Age like um, you know the first comics that Stanley and Steve Ditko did and a lot of people don't get that it's kind of meta in that way and then you have stuff coming out like later, like uh, the Fantastic Four stuff, which seemed to be like for a very long t- period of time, superhero films had to have a number of certain things. They had to not be very faithful to the actual material itself. You had to have generic, awkward, sexy Jessica Alba moment. <laughs> and you had to completely like just have that kind of classic three-act structure, which didn't really work. And maybe that's the thing. Maybe they just need to start acknowledging that video games like every piece of literature kind of combine different genres to inform a different thing so yeah. yeah I think we're definitely seeing that with filmmakers at the moment who are making these video game movies and are concerned with trying to get in video game mechanics or whatever or like try to make them like gamify them like you yeah. said like we, although we have decided that Doom is the best film of all time yeah, it's good it has that gimmicky first person shooter yeah. sequence I, I want think. to say it's not but also I'm being compelled to say yes it is <laughs> <laughs> everyone knows Doom baby but I think the issue is that filmmakers shouldn't be concerned that they should be trying to look at what themes were in those original games and look at what aesthetic influences uh, drove them and then replicate that on the big screen rather than looking at the mechanics or like yeah. the gameplay or trying to satisfy players in that way by being like, oh, look, remember when you played this? Yeah. It was better, wasn't yeah. it? Oh, he's a gimmick. <laughs> he's a, it's, here it is. <laughs> yeah, no, I think the, there's definitely something to be said for taking themselves seriously, but to a point and removing the gimmick but yeah um, the whole crux of this is whether you think that we should give up on video game movies or not but the slate for the future looks promising and there's some things that have been said by upcoming direct what's this Ash, one? The, f- the future always looks promising it I've looks been saying this right. for 10 years it always looks promising and then we get Tomb Raider then we get others Tomb Raider 2 actually is coming up so there's that yeah. Uh, but I think that this is a really interesting one because I... Is, are you saying that the new Tomb Raider isn't very good? It's okay. 
It's perfectly okay. I think that's a very apt description of the film. Tomb Raider 2 is coming, again, with Alicia Vikander, but it's got Amy Jump as the writer, who is a frequent collaborator with Ben Wheatley. Mm. So we're going to get some weird, like, kill list, sightseers sort of vibe to the next Tomb Raider. Free Fire, but with Tomb Raider. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I'm being for that. So I think that, I think the way that they're taking, I think they've got to set it up with their gimmicky, like, okay, here's Lara Croft, here's her doing all the jumping, here's all this action, here's this setup, blah, 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 here's a new younger character. Uh, and then they can start taking it into the, the weirder, more intense, like actual tomb raiding zombie monsters. Oh my God, where is she going? Cradle of life, sort of. Um, <laughs> Never shooting tigers this time, though. Yeah, yeah so I think, I think that um, would be an interesting one. This is me, just me just shout, telling you things at the moment. Um, Call of Duty, we're also getting the film for, which is oh, an yeah. interesting one because they want to make it into a cinematic universe. Oh, God, I heard oh. about this. Again, yeah. if it's Michael Bay and it's just Michael Bay doing full on <laughs> Michael Bay, that's fine. But now we're after, was it 13 hours he did about the Benghazi? Siege. Yes. In post thirteen hours, Michael Bay world. Can we have it's kind of referencing back the the Call of Duty podcast we have with Rich of the week? You know, Call of Duty is a weird one. You could totally have that be like the next Fast and Furious if yeah. you wanted it yeah. to. If they really were self aware and wanted people's money, they could do that, or they could try and just zero dark thirty the shiz out of it, and that would not be good. No. The, uh, the, I think the consensus for it is that they want to make an intelligent movie and have got an intelligent director I've forgotten his name um, but he is he's, I, just, I, mean, I guess he's very intelligent he's described <laughs> as an intelligent director is what they said as opposed to those dumb stupid yeah, directors yeah. you know what we've been hiring dumb directors <laughs> Now we're gonna have a change. Uber Bowl's just there, like, oh no. No, that poor man. The, uh, but yeah, they want to make a, a soldier movie rather than a war movie, right. which seems like it's gonna lean a far more into serious. This is what it's like to be at war, sort of film. Yep. than, whoa, let's throw bombs. Less, <laughs> less Captain Price on his cigar, going, what kind of a name is soap anyway? <laughs> yeah, bleh, bleh, like that. Yeah, I would prefer that. But yeah, we've also got um, Minecraft the movie coming out, which is definitely going to be emoji movie oh, levels. No, you know what I saw the other day on the trailer for waiting for Far From Home. Come on. Playmobil the movie? The trailer? Right, I'm sorry, all these, like, Lego, like, Minecraft's just an inferior Lego. I'm going off on one now. It's oh, like, God. What? Just, yeah, just going on. do that. Just I'm melted. I've grabbed the mic. So... <laughs> Minecraft is just an inferior Lego movie. Playmobil is an inferior Lego. And they're all trying to piggyback off Lego movie success. I know Minecraft, Minecraft's still a thing, but is it a movie thing? Well, it's got its own Telltale series. Also, Playmobil has its own TV show. Because what? I, oh, right, I used to just leave my TV on in the morning whilst I was getting ready. And yes, it was always on the kids' channel. And I watched a lot of Alvin and the Chipmunks and Playmobil. Like, it was always on. And it was really bad. So I don't want to yeah. see a film of that. I really don't. What's the charm of Minecraft? Like, Lego's funny. You got the can't move their arms. They've they've got a weird they've got weird faces. What is what does Playmobil or Minecraft have? There must be something you and because it's one of the highest selling video right, games I'm of sorry, all time. Like, there's going to be a bit in that film where some like what's he called Steve, the main Minecraft guy. Yeah, it's going to be Steve. really. I bet you there's going to be a really horrific moment in Act Three of that film where he goes around slaughtering all these animals that he's collected <laughs> and then like putting them in the fire and stuff. There's actually, give me a horror movie Minecraft. <laughs> there we go. Why not that? You actually could though because there's the whole the Enderman and there's that weird like myth of the secret Steve. Oh with yeah, the white eyes. It's yes. Like, kill you so like there you go anyway anyway I've never felt more <laughs> out of a conversation in my life on from Minecraft the movie there is The Last of Us coming as well but um, that's supposedly been canned because the guy the, the people all involved with it are like oh actually don't want it to be a film which is why I pulled a face earlier because I was like I don't think they're doing it anymore from yeah. what I've seen I think it's just reached development hell and they've gone wait that's a bad idea which I think 
it's a good idea to say that it's a bad idea. It was, so. it was one of those wee things where Neil Druckmann, obviously the writer and co-director of the original game, sort of uh, was 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 on Twitter and he was saying, um, "Oh well, they haven't even like asked my opinion on the script and stuff, so yeah. uh, you know I don't endorse this," which Ooh, could just yeah. kill a movie dead in the water when the original creators are what what nothing to do with it. Yeah. Um, so the, there's that side of the, the movie world coming up. There is also Uncharted. Uncharted, which we spoke about. Oh my god, that was Uncharted. Uncharted, which we've spoken about all the way through. Um, and director Dan Trackenberg has said about it. I didn't really feel like it was all worthy of making a video game adaptation if we're just going to copy what the game is and serve people a lesser experience than what they've experienced in such an incredible way, which mm. I think is yeah. a wonderful, succinct way of like bringing together what we've spoken about, which is. Don't just focus on the game, focus on like the feeling, the world, all the different things you can bring to a movie that aren't copy and pasting what we've already experienced in a more incredible way. Yeah. So, thanks, Trackenberg. You get it. Exactly. And get interesting people like Dan Trackenberg to direct. I loved uh, everything he's made from Black Mirror. He's like, he's like, admittedly, only made a few things, but I've enjoyed <laughs> every single one of them. It's an interesting, like, uh, appointing him is, is really cool. And I think there are a few other people on there, like the the writer of the Tomb Raider 2 sequel, yes. Tomb Raider sequel. That's, that's like an interesting uh, person to get on board to create these movies that I think in the past are handed off to kind of nobodies or whatever, mm. just like people who can do the job and deliver us uh, a movie with name brand uh, quality and then we can sell it and try to make as much money as possible while investing as little creatively and financially into them. <laughs> yes. That was very good. Yes. yes. The, uh, we've also got um, Monster Hunter World being made into a film. Oh my God, I forgot about that. All W.S. Anderson yeah. strikes again, is it? Uh, it's 100% going to be some like next, uh, like the Dark Tower sort of <laughs> thing with the whole, the, an average American jumping into a parallel world where there's monsters. Whoa. And it's already got a two, two movie spin, which is, it's going to be the most Peter Jackson like. Two movies. Like, uh, Peter, no, Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief level sort of thing. I think it could be interesting yes I don't know it's the sort of film I would really eat up in the same way Resident Evil 1 to 6 was interesting maybe you know what I'm here for it you sold me I'd probably like it. I like it's like Warcraft level stuff. Like I'd probably like it. So I can't, I'm not really best to comment on this. I really like video game movies. I like how cheesy and corny they are. Ashes so. review in a year's time. Well, it was pretty good, but it's not Doom 2005, brothers. I can't wait for the editorial you're going to do on why Halle, why you're mm, actually about <laughs> Catwoman. <laughs> I, I really loved Catwoman when I was younger. That the closing thing I'm going to 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 bring to you. So we've got Five Nights at Freddy's is going to be taken on by Blumhouse which oh. I actually I was picked up last year whether it's going to actually be, ma- be made into a film is yet to be seen but he has the rights to it and that is the one film that actually has the, the gonads to do something incredible yeah. like I think if Blumhouse has got five nights mm. of that's already a cheesy schlocky franchise mm-hmm. Blumhouse being king of the like cheap naughty cheap naughty cheap and naughty, naughty. spicy cheap and nasty uh, like modern Hollywood horror movies I think he could do wonderful things yeah. Yeah. imagine the amount of distressed parents who all their five year olds be like I've read about five nights of Freddy's and the other place to me to see the film <laughs> they're like no no it's a Blumhouse production <laughs> yeah. that's cool I've never been sort of Unhyped about something, and then it's totally hyped in the space yeah. of three point five seconds. Yeah, literally five minutes of Freddy that. movie Boo. by Blumhouse. Boo. And of course, we also have the God of War movie, which uh, I think we've spoken about briefly. And it's just—it's basically they've let them go wild with it, is what the thing is. So it's about the scriptwriters doing what they want. They've given them a fat ass budget, and they're going—they're doing all the things that we have said 
should be the right thing to do. They're going back in time, doing Kratos before he is like badass Mr. Man of Destruction, the God of War. One <laughs> I love that. I love how Kratos is known as the Mr. Man of Destruction. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so this is that's what we've got for the future. That's what we've spoken about for the past. Do you have any closing thoughts on video game movies and where we're headed with them? Make them good. Make them good, I agree. I think it's interesting that a lot of uh, like game studios are opening up their own movie divisions. I don't know if that's going to work, but you know what? Uh, Marvel managed to do it. They took back those characters, made a cinematic universe. Do I think Sony can do it? No. Am I excited <laughs> to see them try? Yes. Yeah. I think we're headed for a world of both cheesy movies and ones that have potential. And one day, if they keep on trying, if they keep on hacking away at it, they're going to get it right. So. Also, the division's going straight to Netflix. Sick. Oh, well, that was a lovely podcast, guys. Yeah. Thank you for joining us for the What Culture Gaming Podcast. Please follow us on social media, which is probably just What Culture Gaming Podcast, I think. So, yes, also, I had this problem the other yeah. day. Rich, help know. us again. Yeah. Also, Rich, <laughs> from the ether. <laughs> also, just What Culture Gaming. And this has been Josh. Hello. Hello. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. This has been you. All right, bye. I've been Ash. And now we're going to go. <laughs> bye. bye. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hi, this is Bachelor Clues from Game of Roses, of course. And I want to talk about Club Med. Everybody knows Club Med has been the pioneer of the all-inclusive resort since 1950 with almost 70 resorts worldwide, ranging from beachside destinations in the Caribbean and Mexico to exotic locations like the Maldives and Morocco, or even the mountain destinations like Japan and the European Alps. Dine on delicious gourmet cuisine, enjoy more than 20 activities, and make memories with your family. For more information, visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor.